Today's episode is brought to you by Patchworks, our local synth shop here in Seattle, but it doesn't have to be just for us here in Seattle. You can also visit their website, patchworks.com. They have an excellent uh, used and consignment section and all sorts of stuff from modular to desktop to drum machines um, and all the good brands. So go to patchworks.com and uh, pick up some cool stuff. And if you get something from there, let me know what you got. Patchworks.com. Pod Mod Bods, welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast. Today is a real doozy, and it's hard to do this intro because my kitty cat Bella is rolling around on the floor super cute-like, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. We're here to talk about Ellison Wolf and Waveform Magazine. Uh, we all first met Ellison uh, almost a year ago on this show. That was the second time I'd ever hung out with Ellison, and since then we've been, dare I say, good old pals. Um, we've traveled to San Francisco together, and uh, yeah, since he was last on the show, he's decided to start a print magazine um, called Waveform Magazine, and you've, ta- you've heard me talk about this a lot in the past, and it is, it is coming to fruition. He's got a box of freshly printed magazines right now and he's headed off to super booth um and if you want one of these magazines go to waveformmagazine.com uh, to subscribe if you're in the united states it's free get that free print magazine awesome awesome stuff in there we're going to talk about that but i want to talk about a little something else before we get into this chat now i'm sure you've all heard of the the homeless problem here in Seattle, it's something that I see every day driving around and I feel helpless and I, I try to give, you know, spare change when I have it, but I know that doesn't really do anything to, uh, you know, really make a difference. So what I've, what I've been kind of wanting to do is find a local charity to align myself with, to help spread the word about and to, uh, donate some of my Patreon proceedings to. And, as the universe does, it kind of presented me with something. Um, I was down at a, my neighborhood brew house and I was talking to the, the, the tap master there and he was telling me about, I was telling him about wanting to find a, uh, a charity. And I was also telling him about how I wanted to have uh, a show in this, uh, this hall called South Park Hall. And it was weird that I'd brought both of those up because turns out the proprietor of South Park Hall also runs a local charity. And this charity is called One Million Tampons. Karina and Melanie, both South Seattle residents, are the masterminds behind this. Rather than focusing on uh, monetary donations, they're focusing on necessities, which is really, really cool because, you know, as a grassroots operation, it's hard to compete with bands like Pearl Jam, who have huge benefit shows at Safeco Field to raise money for, uh, to fight the homeless crisis here. So when you find a grassroots thing that is, that's doing stuff to, to get actual items that these people need while they're, you know, living in these conditions is, uh, is a pretty awesome thing. So I sat down and had a chat with Karina and Melanie uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm going to release that chat soon as a bonus episode so you can really hear about the whole operation. But I thought it would be cool to introduce you to the concept first and let you know about uh, an event that's coming up. But first, let's, let's, just, uh, let's just get a little bit more information. 
One Million Tampons is on a mission to ensure all people have access to hygiene products, including tampons, maxi pads, sanitary wipes, and other monthly essentials. Teens, women, trans males, and gender non-binary people make up half the human population. They all administrate but not everyone can afford the products they need for proper health care. That's where we all can help. And yes, we're also talking about you, men. Wait, who, me? Men are typically fearless on most every front, except one, buying tampons, maxi pads, or other feminine hygiene products in a store. Why is this? If someone catches you purchasing such items, their first and only thought should be, there's a man who's taking care of someone he loves, be it his wife, daughter, sister, mother, neighbor, or friend in need. But instead, there is an embarrassment, and this needs to change. So what can you do right now? Face your fears, march into the nearest store, proudly buy a stack of new tampons and or maxi pads, and bring them to your nearest 1 million tampons drop-off location. Everyone with the ability to add at least one box of hygiene products to their grocery cart can make a huge difference in dozens of people's lives. It's that simple. You can also check out our wish list, buy online, and send your generous donation directly to us. If you're not in the Seattle area, go to onemilliontampons.com to learn how you can help. So yeah, there it is. Uh, I'm going uh, to be talking about this for a while now. So um Men, if you're uncomfortable with it, it's time to uh, face those fears and just realize that it's uh, it's not that big of a deal and that uh, these people need some help. Um, this event that I'm talking about is going to be pretty cool. It is uh, it's actually a waffle. It's a there's a waffle bar and a Bloody Mary bar. There's going to be karaoke, and before the karaoke starts. While people are eating their waffles and drinking that liquid courage down in the the Bloody Marys, we're going to have three modular performances. I'm going to personally perform, and then we have Cindy Reichel from Patchworks. She's going to perform. And then uh, Giselle Garcia will also be performing on her Buchla music easel. So, I mean, how, how weird of an event is that? A benefit to donate tampons where there's a waffle bar and Bloody Marys that starts off with modular music and ends in karaoke. I mean, we live in a simulation. So June 9th, 10 a.m. at South Park Hall. I know that seems early, but it's going to be a fun time. So if you're in the Seattle area, uh, I'd love to see you out there. It's going uh, to be a fun and weird time. And one more thing I wanted to chat about before we got into our talk with Ellison was I have reached out to a bunch of uh, my favorite synthesists um, to see if they would send a, like some audio demos of some of their favorite patching techniques and modules. I've had some listeners uh, reach out and say, "Hey, I, I you know I love the casual conversation of the you know the casual nature of the conversations on the show, but some technical stuff would be cool." And while I agree, I also know that I don't have the chops to give you uh, a weekly dose of technical advice. So why not reach out to all my friends and see what they got? And there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming up in the future. Um, I figured I would start this whole segment thing off with Naomi from Omi Industries showing off the Ileana because Ileana is uh, our current sponsor for the show. So let's check out what uh, Naomi has to say about Ileana and check this cool module out. Hi, it's Naomi from Omi Industries, and today I'm going to show you some unconventional patching techniques. We're going to be self-oscillating drum modules using Logic. Specifically, we're going to be using the Omi Industries Ilyana. 
First, we patch a clock signal into one of the inputs and take the XOR output of Viliana to trigger the drum module. I'm using the Basimla Ceteritas Alter in this case. Using either a stacking cable or a malt, patch one of the outputs to your mixer and the other to the input on Ilyana. This will cause the module to self-oscillate. is Ileana's use of comparators on all the inputs, so you don't need a square wave to trigger the module. It's important you use the XOR logic for this, as the gate input and the output of the drum module will cancel each other out and not stay high at all times. Let's add a bit of random CV and gates from the OMI Industries dual digital shift register to the BIA to make the sound more dynamic. Also do this with other modules. Here I'm using the Ericasense Pico drums. I've set it so that channel 1 has its sample CV'd through by the 4MS peg and is being triggered by the XOR output of Ilyana with a regular clock pulse into the other input. length will cause the module to oscillate faster. The oscillation will pause from time to time but will pick up after a brief moment.
This has been Naomi from Omi Industries with some unconventional patching. Email me if you have any questions. It's O-M-I-I-N-D-U-S-T-R-I-I-E-S at gmail.com or through my Facebook or Instagram. Bye. Thank you, Naomi. And don't forget to check out Ileana from uh, Omi Industries. Now let's talk to Ellison Wolf of Waveform Magazine. All right. So here we are. Uh, almost a year later. My God, it is a year. Isn't that crazy? It's, Sitting in the exact same seats, yeah, even the same table. Still molded to my uh, <laughs> my str- my form. Fuck thing. Still molded to my form. <laughs> you gotta edit that shit. <laughs> He's talking about the chair and his butt. That's what um, I'm talking about. So uh, so what's been going on since the last time you were here? Well, you don't even know who you're, they don't even know who you're talking to. I mean, I said it all up in the intro, but okay. Oh, we, okay. We've got Ellison Wolf uh, <laughs> from Waveform Magazine. <laughs> Last time you was here as a representative of Zorks, but you've kind of slowed down on the Zorks because you've got a bigger thing going on. Yeah, well, Zorks is still happening. It's going pretty well. But uh, yeah, Waveform is, it's in motion. Uh, actually, the first issue is coming out in a couple weeks. Sweet. So that will, yeah, that'll be probably a week from when you're listening to this right now. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and where can people get it? Where will people be able to get it? Well, they can subscribe for free online mm-hmm. or they can get it at various synth shops uh around the states they're going to carry it and hopefully overseas sometime soon or you can get it from the website so yeah plenty of places to get it and how much will it cost it's free if you sign up and you live in the states uh for the subscription if you sign up before it comes out and then uh yeah and then overseas i'm not sure how it's going to go otherwise if, if by the time it comes out actually let's just not even talk about that shit okay yeah. <laughs> how about like this it's yeah it's free to sign up. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's let's uh, let's walk through when the idea came and then everything. You know what happened? How did it all progress and and change and like what what inspired you to want to do this in the first place? You know, that's the weirdest part. Is I almost forget where the initial inspiration came. I mean, I've actually I've had a couple of false starts with various ideas for magazines not necessarily synth based but Mm -hmm. i wanted to do a food based magazine a few years ago and uh you know it's just sometimes it's fun to get the idea and you kind of run with it and then it gets to a certain point where it's like the idea just kind of stalls because you you know maybe there you just hit that ceiling like oh i'm I'm really not as passionate as i thought i was or the reality of the cost or something or or you know actually the cost has never really prohibited It, it like stopped me from doing something it's more like the initial enthusiasm disappeared mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I don't even question it, you know, right, and that's right. the thing. And so I guess when you ask me what's the initial inspiration for waveform, it's like, well, I almost don't question that either. Cause the inspiration was obviously there and I don't question why it's continued. And actually to the, to the opposite, it's actually grown. Yeah. So when, you know, when first uh, started thinking about it, it was like, Oh, this would be cool to now. It's like, uh, you know, it's a laser focus thing. And in uh, like more and more, I'm just, super into it you just because you keep meeting cool people and mm-hmm. it's like their stories are fascinating and uh yeah and i love it and even like checking out the gear and in writing reviews even though i kind of sweat it sometimes i'm like i hope i know what i'm talking about you yeah know? yeah it's been cool to see what's how what's been going on over the last it's been about a year i'd say mm-hmm. well, i mean i guess for me because that's when i really started getting into the scene but right. um it does seem like uh things have picked up a lot Uh, Like we're all meeting each other, like everybody kind of knows each other around here now in Mm -hmm. Seattle. And we've got the module on the spot, um, Patchworks, this show and the magazine and then bleeps and loops that just started a little concert series and stuff. Uh, So like 
I don't know. It seems like the enthusiasm for the uh, the community side is. Yeah, and that's that's just local. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, lately just to promote the magazine and meet people and all that stuff, I've been going. Like I went to Nam and Synthplex, and I'm going to uh, Superbooth, and the the community globally is also just as easy and mm-hmm. to uh, kind of be a part of, and it is exciting, and it's it's happening everywhere. You can see it. Yeah. So it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, that had to be one of the reasons why you felt comfortable going into making something like this magazine because it's a huge, huge endeavor and yeah. lots of hands involved and lots of uh, just the logistics of getting it done and the cost and all of that. I mean, you you wouldn't, I don't know, you wouldn't start a magazine about something that didn't seem to have as much of a buzz as this does. You know, know, it's it's weird, actually. I mean, it's really more about like that personal passion. Like, I think mm-hmm. if there wasn't as much of a buzz, I would still... But I was still into it. I would still do it, but it would just be on a much smaller scale. Right, right. You know, right. and it would it would be different, but it still would be done. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, <laughs> I would still be doing it. So it's, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely like, there's the, the audience is there and, yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, in terms of how many hands have been involved, I mean, I, I think we have like 20 contributors, you, you being one of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while my name is kind of all over the magazine, it, by no means am I the only it wouldn't have happened without me for sure. Right. Right. But it wouldn't have happened without everybody else either. Right. So, and it actually, a couple of people in particular, like, uh, M, uh, who's my wife, she's, she edits the magazine and she, she's put in countless hours doing it and she does a great job. And there's a guy named Sam who I've actually never met, but he's coming to the waveform release party. Uh, at the end of the month, we're having like a little party at my place uh-huh. and, uh, he's flying in from Denver. Really? Yeah. And he's been working on, I mean, he has put in so many hours too. And between him and M, uh, helping edit the magazine. I mean, it's been like, it, like uh, priceless. That's it, crazy. Imp- it would have, it would have been impossible uh-huh. <laughs> without him. And actually, I tell M all the time. I'm like, I wish there was this alternate universe so I could see what the magazine would be like without their interaction because uh-huh. it would not be as, <laughs> it wouldn't be as good. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like they've really they helped tighten it up and they had great suggestions and it. You know, you can't do it by yourself. So. Yeah, it's. I imagine that's ridiculous amount of work. Um, so much work. I remember you calling me one day um, because, well, you're one of the, you're one of the uh, couple people that have come over to the house, met for the, well, really hung out for the first time mm-hmm. to do the first interview. And then we just like fast friends became mm-hmm. buddies afterwards and have been hanging since. So I remember you calling me and you were like, you were fucking giddy almost <laughs> with excitement. You were right. just like, think about this. And like, you were, you were so pumped and, and, uh, and if, if only you didn't have the podcast, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> it's not like you're, you have tons of time. I know. And I remember, um, I remember I took you seriously, but I was like, holy shit, that's, that's a lot. I want, and then you just kept going with it and kept going with it and like te- kept taking steps. And then eventually I was like, oh, this is going to happen. I wasn't, I didn't not believe in you, but I didn't know if that enthusiasm would, would stay. Cause I know you hit, you hit some. You hit some ro- not roadblocks, but like the reality of what it was going to take to do it is pretty daunting. Well, and I've never published anything before. I've actually, I have experience writing for magazines, uh, music magazines and newspapers, and I wrote for TV for a little while. So I have experience in writing mm-hmm. and editing, but um, publishing, I have zero. And so, you know, learning about InDesign, which I'd kind of heard of before and learning how to actually use it and, uh, you know, just figuring out layout and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's really been, it's it's been fascinating actually. And, mm-hmm. and even beyond that, it's like figuring out layouts, one thing and learning how to do InDesign, but figuring out the tone of a magazine and the, the look and the feel is had I, you know, it's one of those things where it's, 
it's an undertaking that you can't even really fathom until you're in the middle of it. And you're just like, Oh, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might have a cover idea, but how come the rest of the magazine doesn't really follow suit? Right. You know, I well, mean, and with as many contributors, you know, like oh, it, writing styles for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think something like that is going, it, you can be a little loose with the writing styles as and long it'll as find it's, itself too. Yeah. Over a couple issues. Definitely. Probably. Actually, I'm surprised at how, uh, how good the, the, the individual writers, it kind of coalesced pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. I actually didn't really have an issue with that. It was more like my own thing, like a, the physical layout, like the artistic look of it and how, how continuous do you want it to be from article to article and, mm-hmm. and so on. So, so you, so what, what's basically, let's, let's go through what the magazine's going to be in all its parts. I know we've sure. talked about, um, there's a cover. There's a cover. Okay, we've got that. This is the back cover. Fuck. <laughs> so we've covered I gear reviews. I had to reviews. cut some costs, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. So obviously gear reviews. Yeah. Um, there are 22, I think 22 gear reviews. Okay. Yeah, which is quite a bit. It covers like 20 pages almost. I mean, wow. And it is thick with text. Yeah. I mean, it's there are pictures of each, uh, each thing, but uh, each module or whatever we review, but... Uh, it's got a lot of words, which yeah. I actually really like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure some people will be like, it's just too many words. But I think when you're looking at gear reviews, you don't, I'm not sure you'd read them all at the same time, like linearly in a linear fashion anyway. Well, I think that's going to be one of the benefits of having it be a physical object. So yeah. something like the patch and tweak book, mm-hmm. I didn't sit down and read the whole thing. No, you of know? course not. But I have, I have read most of it by now and I will, you know, continue to, it's just, and, and I think that was one thing that you were, uh, really excited about that that I totally agree with from the beginning is like just imagine like when you get that tape hop magazine yep you you carry that thing around with you and and you know it's a it's a tangible thing that you have a connection with or like when I was a kid guitar world magazine yep. and even like skate catalogs totally. I just loved having them cover to cover mm-hmm. yeah and for people who have come out of the computer to start fucking with tangible mm-hmm. touchable music uh musical instruments like like modular, I think it just, it goes right along with that. Yeah. And you just kind of interact with it differently too. I mean, you're right. It's like, you can put it down and revisit it, you know, five minutes later. Whereas if you're on the internet, you see a review and then there's this ad that pops up for something, you click on that. And then, you know, an hour later, you're like, where am I? Yeah. You're down a wormhole. You really Mm -hmm. are. You're like in a different city and you know, you're lost. Yeah. So I, well, we were, we were talking about what's going to be in the magazine. We'll we'll get back to that in a second though. But I'm curious, have you had any like troll trolly haters being like why the fuck would you do a physical thing in 2019 you know not so much haters but uh, people that are curious as to like you know how how are you for how are you paying for it Mm -hmm. is it feasible i think people are curious because it's uh it is expensive to print and it's Mm -hmm. expensive to distribute and it's time consuming i mean i haven't you know i'm not getting paid for this right you know and nobody is getting paid for this you know as a matter of fact it's like i'm forking out quite a bit of money to i was hoping see it uh, come out. i was still waiting for my check <laughs> you're, for, you're, for you're my me waiting a bit yeah <laughs> yeah just keep waiting so um, so with the so, sorry go ahead go ahead and finish that thought oh no i mean eventually you know it's like we'll be able to pay ourselves you mm. know something but uh initially it's like you know it's just, it's a startup business. It's like right. any startup business and I'm best prepared for it. So with a colossal starting cost, mm-hmm. um, why is it still so important for it to be free for you? You know, I like, that was something you said from the very beginning. Right. It has to be free. If, if I have to charge money for it, I don't even want to fucking do it. Like, I don't remember saying that. You didn't but, say it that yeah. you, you pretty much, that seemed to be your, your spirit as far as I remember. I definitely want to continue to make it free. I mean, hopefully it'll sustain itself in that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's just nice because it turns people onto the community, you know, mm-hmm. and it's 
you know, I, you know, it's like if they had to pay for it, it's, you know, it's not getting as many people viewing it. Right. And I think it's cool to actually like include as many people as possible instead of shutting people out. I mean, there's the, the high cost of getting into your rack and modular synth and just synthesizer in general is enough to deter people from getting into it. Right. So maybe this will be a good way to actually excite people enough to be like, you know, yeah, it's expensive, but it's an investment and it's worth it. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to, uh, what's going to, in the magazine gear mm. reviews well that's going the from interviews. the yeah that you're going from the back so it starts you know cover oh, let's take it from the front then let's do it from the front <laughs> <laughs> from the front uh you know yeah i mean it's got like the contributor page and you know i wrote like a little something about the magazine and then uh i think the first thing there's you know the interviews yeah it's mm-hmm. like so there's folk tech there's suzanne chani there's uh dave smith dan from forum s and then cody from noise reap okay so and it's they're all awesome interviews like yeah. I, I love all those guys and girls yeah. yeah okay so interviews uh then it goes to there's a little diy section so there's a diy project in there which is really cool that i've made i don't know if you have it no I, I was thinking about that earlier though oh, i want to yeah. i want to try it out it's pretty awesome and it's it's let me put it to you this way it's really awesome when you realize like what it is. Uh-huh. So you're just like, this is ridiculous and yet it works. Uh-huh. So it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then div kids got a little column, um, called, uh, what do you call it? Oh, uh, Oh my God. <laughs> Cut that gap. What's uh, Div Kid's got a little column. <laughs> <laughs> and then David Bettino has a column called Synth Hacks, which is uh, also really cool. Kind of a DIY thing, but okay. in, in a different vein from the previous DIY. And then it's uh, we have a bunch of gear reviews and module reviews. And then uh, ends with Shop Talk. So every issue we have like kind of a form that we fill out, a form type interview that we fill out with like uh, somebody from a synth shop like in the States. Okay. And so the first one cool. is with Foxtone. So Eric Fox uh, did that one. Okay, cool. And he's a... He's a great guy. He's been actually really supportive since the beginning and uh, super funny and nice guy. So something that broke my heart when, when uh, you were spitballing all these ideas with me, when, uh, when you first started thinking about it, I was like, God, we got to do a centerfold of like the coolest <laughs> synth, just like beautiful pictures of synths. But uh, yeah, it turns out that that's not possible. Well, it's possible, but it, it might have to be sometime down the future. <laughs> you know, we got to, it's expensive to do that. I mean, granted yeah. you could do it in just like a regular page, but it definitely adds to the cost and, uh, you That's know, how I got my posters when I was a kid. Guitar World, they'd have like the picture of like whoever holding their guitar and like that's... that's. I love the idea of not having the person though and just the module. Yeah, yeah never I mean, a person, never yeah, a person. It would yeah. just be so awful to see it on your wall, like just a picture of a module. Like, what is that? You're like, oh my God, but this module takes uh, 155 MA for the 12 positive, positive 12. And, you know, it's like it's turn-ons are control voltage and LFOs, you know? <laughs> So. No, we don't want to go. We don't want to sexualize it. Yeah. Well, this is, um, it's already fetishized it, enough. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what has been the coolest experience so far? You know, I know that when people see the magazine, they'll probably, you know, because, you know, you and I went together down to Suzanne's That's house. That's kind of what I was, I, was, I was baiting you for that because yeah. I can't imagine there was something too much more exciting than that. But Not exciting, but I got to be honest, man, just meeting everybody. Yeah. And like when I say everybody, I actually mean everybody. It's uh, like Suzanne, of course, is you know, she's the queen, really. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And, uh, you know, meeting Dave Smith, we we did that together too. But then even, even like meeting Arias from Folk Tech and I've met Todd Barton. I mean, I don't even know. The list goes on. Like yeah. every single person I've met has just been, you know, the noise engineering guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, everybody's so f- fucking cool, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, totally. that is the inspiration for the magazine. It's mm-hmm. like, equipment is cool. Like, I really like it. I love making and playing and listening to music, but the people are 
it's the community. It's fascinating. I've said yeah. it like a couple times. And that's but, where uh, the the um the interview is, aspect. What is that thing? Come. This thing? Yeah. This is a little microphone for my Zoom recorder. Oh my god, it looks like a little like fake trophy, like an SB or something. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, check this one out. We're that one looks more like a yeah. Talking about my Zoom H6 uh Oh, stereo fancy. mics that I can plug into the top of it. Yeah, Real fascinating cool. listening. Yeah, um, totally. We'll cut that out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so I've I've talked, I've mentioned that that we went down to San Francisco, but I have I have purposely not talked about it too much. Right. Um, on the show, I want to talk about that because that was one of the funnest. We were there for one night. It was one of the funnest trips Wait. I've ever done. Was it really just one night? It was one night. We flew in in the God, morning. That's crazy. We, we got we all right. So we let got me a just, lot of shit done. I was gonna say we packed <laughs> we packed that trip. I, uh-huh. I mean, I've done trips that were like a week that weren't nearly as memorable or as packed. I mean, we walked through Chinatown. We had drinks with Audulus. Mm-hmm. We we I mean, we obviously we went to Dave Smith sequential headquarters and took a tour and hung out with him and interviewed him and got to play like all his synths went and to then Robot Speak. Robot Speak. Got yeah. some really good brunch. Oh, that crazy place. What was that lady's name who told us to go there? She said, I'll see you there. Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. It was really good. Um, Went back. It was the International Cafe. Yeah. For all those people. All you guys in the Bay Area. International Cafe. I can't remember who told us to go there. Oh, man. It was so good. I can't Um, remember what I had. Uh, you had a, you had a, uh, no, you had a um, a Mediterranean plate. That's right. Yeah, and I had some sort of brie sandwich or something oh, that sounds pretty good it was good she yeah. was the the owner was really cool yeah, i really enjoyed yeah. that place she yeah. she i think she she really liked you um <laughs> she was cool um and so we yeah we got there in the morning went did that um then walked around the hate until yeah. uh robot speak opened up and then went in there and tried to buy a few things and not everything was for sale <laughs> um, <laughs> um and then uh yeah then that's when we went after that we went to uh Dave Smith first. Yeah. And that was really weird. We just like walked in and all of a sudden. Oh yeah. Like, we're... Well, cause you, you, you go in there and the, the elevator doors open and there you are like in the middle of the office. Yeah. Know, this huge office. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> we got to go into the little showroom, try stuff out, had somebody yeah. showing us around. And, um, cause Dave was in a meeting when we showed up and right. then, yeah, then we got to go and sit in his office. That which was fun. Was super surreal and very cool. To yeah. talk to the guy that invented MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to him, he didn't invent it, oh. but I think he pretty much invented it. Yeah, yeah, he made it happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna release that chat soon. That was a good chat. He was a uh, just a cool dude, man. Yeah. I mean, really cool for a guy who spent his life like building nerdy shit. He is way cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He know? seems like he's kind of got like a, a yeah. cool guy attitude. Like, yeah. but like. Um, yeah, like, he's, he's that guy that you're like, uh, God, I'm just going to edit this part out. It's yeah, totally like forget it. Don't even put the nerdy yeah, shit in there. No. Yeah. But yeah, he, 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 was, he was cool. Yeah. He likes whiskey. He, no, tequila. Is it tequila? Yeah. Oh, right, tequila. right. Because okay. actually, and if anybody from Dave Smith is listening, I bought a bottle of tequila to send to him. And uh, like this, my, I have this favorite brand that I've, brand, is it even called brand? But it's called Paradiso, and it's kind of a mixture of three different uh uh, Añejos, it's really good, and uh, I've been drinking it for eons. But so I bought a bottle. And I had it shipped to my house, and when it got there, the bottle had leaked. Oh. So like, I would say like a quarter of it was gone, and the whole thing was wet. And so I was like, well, I can't send this on to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, two <laughs> issues. So I couldn't send it on. So I called them up, and they sent me another bottle. Uh huh. Leaked. Really? Same thing. Yeah. Because they're, it probably doesn't sell that much, and so the plastic around the top probably shrinks, and you know you whatever. You can't get it around here at all. No, you oh. can't. I mean, it's pretty hard to find. And Bevmo might have it, but. You know, whatever. Yeah. So, but I bought it and, uh, and then I was like, well, whatever, I'm just going to ship it anyway and I'll just send him a note. But then I really like, it's really hard to ship liquor. 
like really hard. Yeah. So it, it was basically, I wound up with two bottles of tequila that I'd bought for Dave Smith and I wasn't able to give him either of them. <laughs> so I actually well, gave one away to, uh, you're right, to the Bleeps and Loops guys. Oh, cool. Because they had a party and I brought it over. Cool. Um, I'm going to have them on pretty soon to tell yeah. us exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we leave Dave Smith's. We go get um, tacos with yeah. Audulus. Yeah, with Taylor. With Taylor from Audulus. Who, by the way, I'm going to say this out loud. It was, it's a few months ago. Congratulations. Taylor got married. I believe his wife's name is Leah. Congratulations, oh, congrats, you guys. Congrats, dude. Yeah. yeah um, super, super nice guy. We had the tacos best. and yeah. uh, played some pool. Yeah, and that's I right. We did play pool. I think, not to toot my own horn, I'm pretty sure I cleaned you guys up pretty good. Yeah. We, we kind of, we just, I gave up. I gave up even before we entered the pool hall. I know how my pool is. It sucks. I don't know what it is. I, it's like I had an uncle teach me and maybe he just didn't teach me well or I just didn't care or I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's one of those games where if I have like two beers i can be really good but then once i have that third beer that <laughs> it goes downhill goes straight down yeah it's That's like with bowling same yeah mm-hmm. bowling and it's uh, i went bowling a few few weeks ago and god i suck at that game it's terrible it's yeah. it's fun but yeah we were in the bowling alley we, were, we went back to the bar we were waiting for a lane and we're sitting there and i saw this thing who's a lane you definitely cut that <laughs> no that's staying in uh, <laughs> I, I see this thing out of the corner of my eye run by and I thought maybe somebody threw like a scarf or something. No. And I looked and then somebody else was like, did you just see that rat? Oh. A fucking rat just ran right by us, right? And then there's a restaurant and stuff. I went around the corner to find it. And one of the waitresses was walking and she looked at me and she goes, you didn't fucking see anything. I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> wow. I will not name that bowling alley, but. I mean, whatever. There are rats all over the place yeah. here. It's just how it is. <laughs> so after that, we go to our, our, our cute little. Oh, the hotel. hotel. Yeah. I don't remember what town it was in, but it was... Uh, it was just right on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. It lacked charm, for sure. Yes, but yes. it was fun. No, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, we were we were pretty tired anyways and yeah. ready to... After we walked around San Francisco, probably a couple miles all yeah. throughout the day. And we got to go in this, for those who are anywhere near San Francisco, this bizarre bathroom, that uh, self-cleaning oh, yeah. bathroom. That was remember? so weird. Yeah, yeah, but that lookout... Yeah. Um, some some sort of tower. I can't remember what it was called, but it's, it was cool. It's like on the tower. It's like a, a hillside just right outside of Chinatown with like this big tower you can go up and. It was nice. It was it was nice, but like if somebody went in to pee and you really had to pee. Oh, you had to wait like it, five minutes. It was like minutes. seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was like way too long. Yeah. Um, and then you went in there and everything was wet. It's, it, it's kind of weird. And it didn't seem all that clean. It didn't. You're just like, it's, it's like self-cleaning. Uh, this is like how I would self-clean. You know? <laughs> a garden hose. Expect more from the city. <laughs> totally. But, but that was fun. That was really fun walking around. And we went to, remember we went to all those record stores? Yeah. And that one that we yes. like couldn't walk around in the basement. Yeah. Because like, you had 5 billion records down there. Dude, that place, if, if like just the slightest, if you threw a match in any corner of dude. that place, it would just be like, they'd be done yeah. in seconds. It would melt. Um, yeah. Weird town. Mm-hmm. Everybody says keep Portland or Austin weird. I think mm-hmm. I got a way weirder vibe. Oh, from, really? Yeah. From, uh, I don't know. I haven't been in San Francisco in a while. I mean, I've, I've spent some time there for sure. And uh, sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. Like, Or sometimes I should say I like it more than other times. And I really enjoyed it the last time. Yeah. Yeah. You were cool. kind of scaring me. You're like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm stoked to see San Francisco. You're like, eh, I, don't, I don't really like it much. But then I think yeah. we, you found out like, oh, it's because the last time I was here, I was touring. I had like a van yeah, with all my all gear. Stressed out. Yeah, yeah, that sounds true. like hell. Um, it was, but the, the shows were always fun, but yeah. Yeah. So we went to our, our cozy little motel room. Right. And uh, woke up the next morning and drove out to Suzanne Chiani's house. Yeah. And that was, 
we were just like, are we going in the right direction? You know, the GPS gets lost because she lives out, I wouldn't say in the middle of nowhere. She lives kind of on the edge overlooking the ocean of the middle of nowhere. So. Yeah, it's pretty deep, though. It's pretty deep. It was a beautiful drive through the mountains we got to go to. It was um, really nice. But it was pretty weird the whole time kind of just being like, are we... We're, we're driving to Suzanne Chiani's house. Like yeah, that's, that's going to happen. That's how it is. I mean, <laughs> I was just hoping we could find it, which we did. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I mean, and she was a gracious host and gave us the tour and, you know, we had cheese and crab, crab on her deck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, she yeah. was like, yeah. like, you guys have to eat this. Like, uh, yeah. it felt like hanging out with like your cool aunt or something. Yeah, sure. I'd never had a cool aunt like that, but it, well, actually I shouldn't say that. My aunts are great, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was more, she's more than you can ask for. I mean, that's why she's, she's beloved for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, she's extremely generous and sweet and intelligent and charming and I don't know, everything else. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, it was, uh, it was pretty surreal, but at the end it just kind of felt like we we're just hanging out and like, t- it was totally comfortable and yeah. beautiful house overlooking the, the ocean. Um, she's an inspiration. I mm-hmm. mean, she is it, as much as an inspiration to me is I think anybody I've ever met in my life, honestly. Yeah. You know, just the way she, what she's accomplished, how she handles herself and with the graciousness she does. And yeah, she's, she's the one she's awesome. And for someone at her level to just be like, yeah, come on over. You know, (laughs) you know, I actually had a similar experience with that once. It was a long time ago, but, uh, I was at a skateboard contest in Sacramento and I was taking pictures and I think everybody thought that I was for a magazine because I had a pretty decent camera at the time. So they let me up right on the side of the ramp and it was, it was a pro contest. I mean like Danny Way, Tony Hawk and mm-hmm. you know, all these other guys, which Sean Miller, who's, if anybody listening knows who he is, he was my favorite one of that day. He was amazing. But uh, anyway, Tony Hawk was there and afterwards I was, I was going to go drive around California and do like the skate trip with a buddy of mine. And I went up to him and I was just like, Hey, you know, my buddy and I were doing the skate trip. We'd love to come skate your ramp. And he's like, if you can find it, come on over, but I'll be in Europe in the summer. And I was just like, all right. So when my friend went down there, we, we found his place and we couldn't skate the ramp because right. uh, nobody was there skating it that day. But we, you know, we got pictures of it, which was from two, for two skate rats from Michigan, man. That was like, it was the same. It was a similar feeling uh-huh. to meeting Suzanne. Yeah. yeah it was pretty amazing. Yeah. It was pretty crazy to be sitting there. We, we, uh, we talked to her out on the deck for a while and then we went in and then she started like patching her bukla up yeah, and playing cool. like just to sit next to her, like on, mm. on the same bench as her and just like <laughs> watch her patch. That thing was, was really, really cool. Yeah. It sounded great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was so cool. thank you for, uh, including me. Yeah. On that. I'm that glad was, you came along. Yeah. I had a really good time. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Um, I want to do something like that again. Where are you going next? Okay, so you're going to Super Booth. Yeah, I'm going to Super Booth in well, a couple of weeks yeah. or whatever. No, a week, a week from today. I'm starting to actually get a little nervous. But yeah. Yeah. By the time everybody hears this, it'll be, it'll yeah, be over. But yeah, we'll be there. I'll probably be releasing it that. Yeah, it's crazy. So you're getting magazines tomorrow. Hopefully, they're supposed to be here tomorrow, yeah. And so I'm going to bring them with me to Super Booth and send them out to uh, all the Patreon subscribers who have signed up to get the early access to it. And then the it, the actual issue won't go out until I get back from Superbooth. Okay. So. so are you getting the whole? God, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, we're printing up this first uh, 7,500 copies. Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot. So I'm having 500 <laughs> sent to me this time. And I, I imagine that they'll actually be gone pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. I'll probably have to get more sent to me when I get back. But um, yeah, we've got three. I don't know. Last time I checked, it was like 3,200 3,500 people signed up. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... That's... Yeah. yeah and that doesn't include the synth shops that are going to get some, too. So, I mean, it's... They're going to go pretty quickly. And, uh, yeah. So, you recently had Synthtopia... 
yeah. repost something and well, did it, that it give you a little a, bit of a scare? It wasn't a repost. Or actually, no, they wrote about it, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I, I was at Synthplex and I actually sat on a, uh, a panel about music journalism with, with Elizabeth and James from Synthtopia and Darwin, Darwin oh. Gross, and, uh, and Stephen Fortner from Fortner Media. He used to be the editor for Keyboard Mag for like 20 years, I think, okay. for a long time. He was the one who invited me to sit on it. And, uh, yeah, so, and I've met them before a little bit. But yeah, out of the blue, they just uh, posted something about Waveform. Uh, just you know, sign up for free, and it was, it was crazy. I mean, at the time we had had quite a few subscribers anyway, but it was just like it, it's one of those things where you you wonder like how does social media really work? It's like that's how it works. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it, I mean, we had a lot of people sign up that obviously hadn't heard of it, and you know, to be quite honest, it's like even though we have thirty two hundred or whatever we have signed up, it's like I have a feeling once word gets out, we're gonna have a lot more than that. So. Yeah. All right, let's take a little break here. I want to tell you about Crema Cafe. They make excellent stands for all sorts of different musical uh, equipment. And I have their Spike XL stand to put my new, beautiful Make Noise 7U case on. It looks gorgeous, and it just makes things so much more functional and a joy to play. And then I've also got uh, their little laptop slash tablet stand that I use for my Pittsburgh Microvolt 3900. So please go check out cremacafe.shop c-r-e-m-a-c-a-f-f-e dot shop now let's check out a demo all right i'm getting to know this iliana from omi industries a little bit better and i'm getting more and more cool results out of her uh i'm mostly using it for drumming right now um i'm going to explore other ways to use it in the future but i think i came up with a pretty cool beat today. Now what I'm doing is I'm using both sections of Ileana. There's a programmable logic section and a hard logic section. Right now I'm triggering the programmable logic section, the A and B inputs, with a shuffling clock multiplier from 4MS and a Tempe from Make Noise. And then I am uh, I am feeding a Bifaco Rampage signal into the program 1 input of Ileana. However, I am only allowing that through with a VCA that is being triggered uh, by the hard logic section of Ileana. So I'm, I'm sending out a hard logic. Uh, let's see, it is the, uh, it's the OR. It's going into a make noise contour, which is then going into the VCA. Now, what's going to happen when I do that? Well, it's too hard to explain, but let's take a listen. So this is without the rampage slope going into the program one. So this is just a nice little shuffly beat here. Now watch when I allow this VCA to be triggered by the log the hard logic section. Again, hard logic triggering a contour, then going into the VCA, allowing the slope from rampage into program one of the programmable logic section of Ileana. So I just turned it up and turned it down for a nice little break. Uh, that filtery sound that you hear is, of course, the stereo dipole filter from uh, Steady State Fate. And I'm using my buddy Tom Evans. He made the stereo uh, VCA. So uh, I'm using a different input from the Pafaco Rampage uh, to go into the frequency section of the stereo dipole filter. So you will hear the, the filter also engage and become a little bit more uh, you know, noticeable when I turn up the, uh, the bias of this VCA and allow that contour in. So here I go.
And I've got another module sent to me uh, this week, and we're just going to take a little, little uh, dive into it. I'm not going to go deep, but uh, it's it's just going to bring this patch to just that much more to life. And it is the Chronoblob 2 Digital Delay from All Right Devices. So let's bring that up in the mix. I'm using it in its tape delay, tape, st- tape delay and stereo mode. And I'm triggering... Uh, both the left and right side of the the time with uh, two different sections of the hard logic from Ileana. Now let's turn that bias up again on this VCA and let the rampage slope in. So yeah, lots of fun here. Go check out Eliana at omiindustries.com and, of course, the stereo dipole filter from Steady State Fate. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for more from the Chronoblob 2 in the future. challenge so far man you know there are a lot of things that i'd never ex- had experience with like the publishing part even though i didn't have any experience with indesign like i've used photoshop and mm-hmm. illustrator and uh affinity designer and so it's like i was kind of used to the that kind of stuff so the layout part wasn't really it wasn't that tricky you know figuring it out i, I just I, honestly i just watched a bunch of uh videos on you know on indesign and that was you know got me up and running and then this guy sam who lives in colorado who's been helping out he uh he gave me some pointers with it too and we went back and forth and kind of tightened it up him did he reach out to you he reached out to me and he you know it's funny when i when i first started getting the word out people were like hey if you need any help you know i'd love to write something and this and that and you're like sure whatever send me something and people flake you know and Mm -hmm. they just disappear or whatever but he said something and for whatever reason i was like I could use an extra pair of eyes to look at it, you know? So here you go. And then his comments were just spot on. And then I sent him something else and then it was kind of go from there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he and Emma, like they're, they're just, uh, they're as much about this magazine as could possibly, other than me as could possibly be imagined. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool because yeah, I like, it was cool to see, um, it was cool to see how enthusiastic you were about this from the beginning because, I do this and right. I'm, you know, I'm as enthusiastic about this as you are about that. So it was, it's cool to have a friend who um, is doing something similar so we can like talk off mic and be like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, I'm tired. This is <laughs> totally, <a great> yeah. <laughs> or, and share all the, the cool, the cool stuff, which is way better than yeah. you know, way, it outweighs the, Oh, there's a lot of cool word. stuff. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's also, uh, 
I don't even think about it as work. I mean, it's just, I love it. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. I actually love the curating of a magazine and putting it together. And, you know, I mean, just really trying to do justice to each interview and make it look good and make it sound good and make it read well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just into it. Yeah. And so you and your wife's band secretary, Mm -hmm. you guys have actually been playing quite a bit and Mm -hmm. working on a new album. Yeah. How the fuck are you doing that while doing this? A lot of green tea, a lot of caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, it's been a little crazy. We're actually in the midst of like a PR campaign right now too, which is, which is nuts. But yeah, we're going to shoot a video next month. We're mixing a song in the next week. Uh, we recorded a month. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just nonstop. It's it's basically you wake up, you work, and you go to bed. Yeah. You know, and that's this is what I do. And I have a job that's flexible enough. So, you know, I work. I don't work every day. Right. So it's, you know, and yeah. So, I mean, it's it's afforded me the time to actually, like, really dig into the magazine. Lucky. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's got its pros and cons. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't mean the magazine, but the job that I have and just in general. It's like I, I like it and I like the people I work with. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm... I'm really into the magazine. Mm-hmm. I mean, Waveform is really... Waveform and Secretary are my two main focuses, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of hard with, with the, you know, the balancing the work and the and the passion mm-hmm. and and keeping up the energy to do both. But I think, uh, I think it's just, it's just that, that enthu- that's the enthusiasm for me that keeps me going. It's just like, yeah. I still really just love doing it. And well, I couldn't, I, I definitely couldn't do waveform if I had a full-time job. I mean, there's, yeah. there's absolutely no way it's, I can't tell you how many, man, thousands of hours, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even more. I mean, not 10,000 hours, that'd be a lot, but it, right. you know, a thousand hours wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's just, uh, yeah, nonstop. I mean, and I've had a couple of nights too, where it's like, you wake up at four in the morning and you're like, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. like you're seriously, it's like, I feel like I, you know, for, there are a couple of times where I like, I've over promised. I don't know if I can do this. And then all of a sudden it's like, you figure the next thing out and you're like, Oh, this thing that was kind of scary. Uh, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. And actually that's kind of the crazy part too. I, you know, it's like, I had this list of questions that I would cross off. Like, how should I publish this? You know, what program should I use? You know, how, how many pages and you know, how am I going to pay for it? And this and that. And it's like, it kept shrinking, but there were these questions that I'd kind of been avoiding. And some mm-hmm. of them just had to do with the printing of it. But the, one of the biggest ones was basically like, what am I going to do when they ship 7,500 copies of the magazine to my house? Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, if you do the math, if the magazine weighs a quarter of a pound, divide 7,500 by, you know, by four, and that's almost 2,000 pounds of magazines <laughs> in my house. And that was, you know, I woke, I definitely woke up at four in the morning, like when I realized, like I had not answered that question yet. Oh man. Yeah. And so I called the the printing place. I'm having it printed in the States and uh, I called him. I was like, you know, do you guys store stuff per chance? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll store it here. Six bucks a month or whatever it is. Oh, I was so like, are you, are you having some sort of shipping service? Do them? Or are you going to ship every single magazine? To no, no, no. The, the printer will do it. You, okay. you, you set it up and then you give them the list and send them out the list and then they do it. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Which is why I went with them too, because I could have had it printed for less like overseas, but, uh, you know, I don't want 2000 copies of the magazine in my house. I don't want to have to be like, you know, you know, licking and labels and, yeah. you know, oh, dude, that yeah. would, that would be, it's not, ti- it's not cost effective. First right. of all, I yeah. mean, it would take so much time. Well, and just even, even the fact that they, it's all streamlined for them. They'll do it in like a, you know, they'll do it in a minute where it will take yeah. me a week, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. So what's the goal? What's, what's the, the pie in the sky best outcome? Well, the pie, the best outcome is that waveform can continue for years, you know, mm-hmm. however many years, it's hard to say. I mean, you never know. It's like, 
to be honest, I, there are a couple of ins- magazine ins- periodical inspirations. Uh, tape op is obviously probably the mm-hmm. main one in terms of the form, but I think in terms of the spirit and longevity, the sun, I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a great magazine out of North Carolina and it's a literary magazine and it's, it, I, I love it. And, uh, I actually met Sai, who is the founder and editor in chief, or I don't know what he calls himself, but uh, he's he founded it 40 years ago, and I met met wow. with him last time I was in North Carolina, and had a little sit down with him, and it was uh, it was it was great, it was really amazing. He's a, an extremely generous dude, and it's a great magazine. So I mean, you know, if Waveform lasted, you know, 40 years sounds ridiculous, but right. but it could, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? But uh, I mean, yeah, that's the goal. The goal is to keep doing it, and also to kind of curate this body of work. So like the first issue, I'm really proud of it. Mm-hmm. It's the interviews are great. The gear reviews are great. And, the, and you know, I think it looks awesome. I'm really happy with it. Second, the second issue, which I'm already working on, I'm also really excited about. And, you know, it's like, as long as you, I'm excited about the interviews. Like I was, uh, uh, I was, uh, gosh, what do you call it? I was writing, God, what's the word? Transcribing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was transcribing, uh, uh, Peter Blasser, who does Chot Lombard, I was doing, I've been working on his the past couple of days. I interviewed him like in January or something. And uh, just remembering like how awesome that interview was. And then I'm, you know, it's like, so the second issue is going to have, he's going to be in there and, you know, a few others, I'll let it be surprises. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's like if every issue feels that way, it's hard not to be super excited. Oh, dude. And it's just going to, that, what you're feeling right now as you get it, like, not to say you that you don't have it like streamlined or honed in, but right. it, you will get into a groove well, after the, a few more and it'll become its thing. Well, on the, fir- the first issue I can, you know, I would say 75% of the issues that I had with it will not exist for the second issue. Cause I already uh-huh. know how to do like the, I already know the theme. I know the layout. I know the, you know, I know this and I know that mm-hmm. I know how to print it. I know that, you know, so it'll be way easier from this point on. And I kind of knew that. So still it's like, you want, you want to put as much heart and soul and time into it to make it better. And I, I mean, I really just want to make it better and better every mm-hmm. single time. And, and just kind of do justice to everybody that I'm interviewing and just to the, the synthesizer and electronic music scene itself. Yeah. And so as far as contributors, you're, are you going to have some, um, some people that are just kind of going to be regular or are you going to try and get uh, new synth community members to write? Well, I mean, up? if anybody wants to contribute, they can email me at uh, contact at waveformmagazine.com and pitch it to me. You know, we'll, I'll run it by my team and we'll see. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. You know, I have, I'm, I'm thinking there will be a couple of regular columns. I'm hoping Div Kid keeps doing it. And mm-hmm. uh, David Bettino, I, I really like his Synth Hacks uh, column. And I've got a couple other people that are going to write some things that I think are also really cool. Like, I'm really excited about the next issue is going to, we're going to have a couple new features that are going to roll out. And I think they're going to be really well received and uh, just good reads, you know, yeah. and interesting. So we'll see. I mean, um, and music reviews, right? If people want their music reviewed, only physical copies, though, only right? Phys- yeah, only physical copies. We have three music reviews in this first issue. Um, the next one, I think I'm actually gonna have to change the format a little because I almost dedicate, I dedicated almost an entire page to, uh, music reviews mm-hmm. and, but, but it's only three reviews. So I kind of want the next one to actually be able to include more people and more artists. So, you know, the, the reviews might be a little smaller, but we'll have more of them. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's more of just generating help, awareness for, help and for spread the word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't read reviews of albums. I like it it changes my mind too easily. Right. And I don't want, I want to like it for the reasons I like it or dislike it for, sure. you know? Um, and I've, I've written reviews and I think I have a music review and you do. Um, for, 
Yeah, for Brett Nagy's. Yeah, which is a great album. Mm-hmm. So I like reviewing stuff I like, but then I'm, I'm always like trying to figure out like, am I being, um, uh, I like think a like a sick, a sycophantic yeah, or something, totally. you know, because I don't want to be like, well, I would have done, like, who the fuck am I to tell <laughs> you like what I would have done with your record? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I think but, it's, you know, I think it's valid. If you trust yourself and your opinion, I think it's okay. And, and, you know, it's like, it takes a while for a writer to build up trust with their readers. I mean, I've, I've done music reviews and, and it just takes a while before people are like, I trust this guy. He's not going to like, you know, right. but at the same time, it's a music review. So if you're reviewing somebody, pretty much anybody, if they're like, that sounds cool, they don't even have to buy the album. They could go to Bandcamp, listen to it and see yeah. if they like it and then download it. Whereas, right. you know, in years past, they would just blindly buy a record because Tim Held likes it, and, you know? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's kind of the reason I, I wanted to start a label. It's just the same, kind of the same reason that I would want to write good reviews for things. Yeah. Um, just, just curate Turn a collection on, of man. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like this. You might like it too. Well, and that's kind of similar to the gear reviews that we do. I mean, they're, they're mostly positive because most of the stuff that people make that we get is really good. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to think of any module that I've had come across my, you know, my rack or my desk or whatever in the past six months that I thought was not good. And I... I don't know if there are any. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, you might want one over the other. One's bigger. One's more expensive, or whatever. But that's, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think um, I won't give it away unless you don't care. I mean, but uh, the two, the two modules that I reviewed for <laughs> the two modules I didn't like were <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's funny because the two that I reviewed um, are actually both like not leaving my case modules. Oh no. You know, yeah. like those two are staying. Yeah, no, put. for sure. <laughs> I mean, you can say it's the disting. Which, yeah, you disting know. and the angle grinder. Yeah. But, like no. those are my. Yeah, I can't wait for Schloppy's next. Uh, yeah, his next thing. I know he's working on something or a couple he's, things. He's working on a few things, and I yeah. don't know what's coming out first. Yeah. But uh, he's got a unique take on it for sure. For sure, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what where he. Yeah, goes actually, with this stuff. so well, let's just give a shout out. If you guys have not messed with the angle grinder yet, you're you're missing out. It's Absolutely, re- it's really cool. I, it's yeah. it's. I was just telling. Uh, I was actually just hanging out with Daedalus, Name Drop. Oh right. Um, he came into town and I was, I showed him around, showed him patchworks. And, oh, that's cool. Um, we were talking about stuff and, you know, talking shop and modules. And I told him that the angle grinder is like one of my favorite modules. He of doesn't all have time. it? No. Well, dude, he doesn't really have any, he anything that makes MS. sounds except <laughs> for, uh, well, he has other, he has other stuff than 4MS, but he just has like the stereo triggered sampler and then that wavetable nav- navigator. Huh. Um, and then, uh, um, God, was it Bitbox? Yeah. So he's just oh, using samples. Cool. The 1010 Bitbox? Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Um, Dude, and seriously, watch. I know this is off topic, but watching his show the other night, he's doing some. He's doing something with this format that nobody else is doing yeah. that I've seen, and it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, he's, uh, he's next level, and uh, what a sweetheart! He yeah. totally charmed Hannah and I. We went out for dinner, and oh, where'd you guys take him for dinner? Uh, Red Star. It's in. Uh, it's it's a taco place in uh oh, in Fremont. In Fremont? Oh, yeah, because he was playing street, at yeah. Nectar. So I picked him up at his hotel. Yeah. We went and got coffee, went to Patchworks. Oh, cool. Um and then met up with Hannah, got some dinner, and then we went to Adaball, which is the bar cat, oh, yeah. uh barcade yeah. and played some pinball and oh, then cool. went to the show. Yeah. Where was he staying? Out of curiosity. Uh <laughs> Staybridge. Was it cool? I didn't go in. Oh. It, it's it was like a it's off of Aurora, which makes you sound like, but yeah. no, it's, it's one of the new nicer ones, oh, like okay. right past the bridge. Cause I'm always like in a band, you're, you know, it's like we're touring. You're like, Oh great. You're going to sleep in the van or sleep in like some bong water, you know, mm-hmm. flat. And it's like, I, I, I tell when I, cause I saw him at uh, Synthplex, uh-huh. and he was, I, I was like, if you need a place to crash, he's like, Oh no, my, my booking agent, whoever always hooks it up in a hotel. I'm like, I'm like a hotel. <laughs> well, it's just one person and, and he's in a small he rack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, he, he's, it's less than, it's probably, he has 
6U and maybe 70 HP. Yeah. It's not even 84. It's it's like smaller than a... That's... It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. That's the way to do it. Yeah, and then he... Uh, I went to a sound check with him and I got to like, he's like, yeah, try it out. And like, he showed me like this little thing he does with a plain R2 huh. and Chrono Oh, I love those. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, cool. he's like, check this out. And he made this crazy cool sound and it looked really easy. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. And I did it. And literally nothing happened. It was just like, <laughs> click. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's like, it's like the old story with like uh, Eric Clapton where, you know, somebody's like, this guitar sucks. And then Clapton picks it up and it sounds just like Clapton. And then the guy's like, what? And he picks it up and it sounds like shit again. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it went off topic, but I did yeah. want to. I did want to tell that story on the show, so that was a good opportunity to, to do so. There and just like a cool, um, it kind of fits in the in the sense of, it's like the community thing. Mm-hmm. Like you'd think somebody like Daedalus, like I had him on the show. He gave me his his number so we could coordinate. You know, just getting a hold of each other. Yeah, and I just was like, fuck, I'll shoot him a text. He's coming into town, I'm thinking nothing. You right, know? he's gonna and blow he's like, you off. Yeah, yeah. totally. Nice. Hung out and super gracious and nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got a chance to hang out with him a little bit when we were at Synthplex because we were going to uh, this Zanku Chicken, which is like this Mediterranean joint down uh-huh. there, which I was telling everybody that we got to go to. It's so good. And then we were walking out and getting ready to go and he was there and we were like, hey, you want to join us for lunch? He's like, sure. Yeah. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like that. We're like, oh, all right. That's awesome. Is it as, was it as good as you remember? <sighs> you know, I was vegetarian that week. Oh, I, I, no. I was vegetarian for like three weeks. So I had the hummus and... What did I have? Like falafel. It was, it you was good. You talked everybody into going to the chicken place and you didn't have the chicken. <laughs> I know. It's called Zanku Chicken, you know? Well, yeah. yeah and Beck sings about it. Yeah. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it's super good, man. Oh my God. Their garlic sauce is insane. Yeah. It's so good. Speaking of good chicken, Baka Bok in White Center here in Seattle. I've heard about the that place. best fucking, it's like Korean barbecue chicken, fried okay. chicken. It's like double fried. Do they use like the, the strawberry jam and... I didn't have anything Coca-Cola. like that, yeah. but it's uh, it's pretty dang good. Mm. Welcome to Chicken Hour. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Sponsored by Chick-fil-A. No, definitely don't put that on yeah, there. Yeah, not yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. I saw a big cardboard cutout of uh, Guy Fieri when I was in there because oh, he nice. went there for one of the shows. So He has a restaurant in, at, uh, I think, the Burbank Airport. When I was waiting, I was sitting in the restaurant, and I was like, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't buy anything no, from it. No. You know? I just couldn't do it. I was hungry, and I just I ate peanuts instead. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see that you have uh, scruples, moral fiber. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, not much. Um, well, shit. What kind of what? What else? What else do we want to say about the magazine? It's gonna be cool. I mean, I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's it's been really cool to see people's excitement beyond my own. The, you know, and I'm hoping it you know brings people together and just. You know, it's just a, a cool thing that informs people and, and it excites people about that aren't involved in, in the modular synth or electronic music community to kind of get in there, you know, because mm-hmm. I know it can be intimidating, but anything's intimidating, you know? Yeah. It shouldn't be any more intimidating than anything else. And now it's like, it keeps getting a little less expensive. And I feel like it's, it'll get to that point where it's like, you can kind of, I mean, you can, you can go to guitar center and buy a guitar and amp, a strap, picks and strings for 150 bucks it's like you'll be able to do that with a your rack module and if you like it you'll continue and if it's not your thing then you'll move on yeah yeah i think the semi-modular stuff like the uh pittsburgh oh yeah the microvolt, microvolt that thing yeah. i think that's i keep saying it maybe i'm just trying to will it into being because i think it's cool but mm-hmm. i feel like more companies doing stuff like that manther is yeah, something manther that's pretty cool. cool um so yeah also one thing i wanted to ask before we were done is um there's probably too many to name off the top of your head but how many shops do you think you got on board so far to carry them around the country? Man, a dozen, 15? Okay. I don't even know. Yeah, I, didn't, I haven't really counted, but quite a few. I mean, there's, man, yeah. S- switched uh, on Austin? 
No, I haven't talked to those guys yet. Um, Someone's listening from Switched On. Yeah, totally. You, you got to get. Yeah, yeah, hit me up. Um, actually, any store that has not contacted me about getting copies into the store, just hit me up. But I, I think it's like 10 or 15. I can't even remember at this point. But most, okay. you know, quite a few of them, for sure. I like the idea of them being there and uh, it being, oh, the new waveform's out. Let's go down to the shop to totally. get it and then, you know, see our, say hi to our are people who work there and check out those, you know, and just, just keep people going into the shops yeah. and then hanging out and having physical interaction. That's what, that's like my big thing. I really love about what you're doing is like the physical, yeah. tangible object. I think you, that's cool. You know, if, if it wasn't so spread out, I, w- I probably wouldn't even have like a subscription. I would probably just send it to the stores and have, you know, and it's free. So people just go in and grab it just to get people in the stores. But it's, you know, if you live in Kansas yeah, and you like, you yeah. know, you know, or wherever. So it really, it's kind of a, the combination I think is going to work well. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Cool. Do you want to do a patch challenge on my system? Oh man, I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> wait, the, wait, on that system? You'd have to unplug everything. I'd have to, well, yeah, I just, I just record like the 30 seconds that I made. I it, made that's all I do too. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I was watching game of Thrones last night and then I watched it again because the, it was a pretty cool episode. And I thought, well, I want to, I want to try and, uh, score this opening scene because it was such a huh. heavy scene and i think i did it i'm pretty happy with it so i do want to lay that down maybe i'll i'll play that on the That's show cool. too. everybody keeps talking about how good that show is but i have yet to uh i don't i won't start i yeah. won't get started i don't really i don't watch anything i don't have time man it's like well now i mean you yeah. really wouldn't have time for this because no. it's eight seasons in oh my god is, hour it, long is it episodes. really yeah yeah, this and is I'm, the last season. I feel like I'm just hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, where have I been? It's good like, shit. I read books. <laughs> <laughs> I make magazines. Totally. <laughs> I like <right>. to bake. <laughs> All right, let me go to this. Uh, I made flax crackers last night, which is, which is it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, M made the flax crackers, but I ate the flax crackers. All right, I'm, uh, I'm going to try and get a uh, rising event. Oh, no, come okay. on, well, man. Serious? Useless penny. No, sometimes these are really <laughs> bad. Previous tree. Like, this is... it's. It, no, that's bad. I know. Really, really bad. The rising gotta, event is just horrible, though. Yeah. I was thinking, like, the rising of the event of the release of the magazine. No, but, I'd get, like, <laughs> called yeah, out for it. Yeah, you could go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Um, geez, these are... Viable shoe. <laughs> I got a funny about sh- funny story about shoes. What's going on? Yeah, keep going, because I'm going to try okay. and find you a good one. What, well, what is it? When Em and I got married... We got married at the uh, Japanese garden in, at the Brand Library in, Bur- in Glendale, actually. Uh-huh. So in California, we got married in L.A. And uh, we didn't write our vows. We did everything else. Like we catered it ourselves and just whatever. And we just weren't thinking. And so when we got up there, I can't remember what I said, but I was like, this is just the best thing ever. You know, one of those <laughs> things. And I was just like, you know, I love her so much. It's just like, it feels so right. It's just like, it's just like an old shoe. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> But so everybody, of course, started cracking up, you know, and after the wedding was over, we were like packing up the car and the gardener who was, you know, putting stuff away that worked in the grounds. He's like, see you later. See you, old shoe. <laughs> but I had no, but I was like, what's he talking about? I don't even remember saying it. <laughs> no, I didn't remember anything. Everybody had to tell me afterwards. I was like, oh. and then I was like, I cannot believe I called you an old shoe. <laughs> well, it, it must have, uh, it didn't really affect things too much because what you're 14 years deep. We are 15, 15. in the fall, man. It's. Of marriage? Yeah. Wow. Well, so we met in November. She moved in in February, and then we got married in August. 
Wow. And we would have gotten married sooner, but because I, I wanted to just like, I was like, let's just have a wedding in our, in our yard. We can just get it catered by El Pollo Loco. Uh-huh. She, she was like, I am not doing that. You know, to her credit. Yeah, you know? right, right. Yeah. Although, How about, El, El Pollo Loco still sounds good though, man. Yeah. Here we, well, welcome back to Chicken Talk. Smoky, smoky black bean burritos. I lived off that. <laughs> what do you think of Gloria's Dark? Nah, next. No, okay. Yeah. Classic partnership. Huh. Cognitive capable. Cable? Cognitive cable. I like cognitive. Well. You can't keep one word, can you? No, yeah, you can't really pick. I, I mean, we could really do whatever right. the fuck we wanted. Yeah, right. Um, what is this? It's it's creative combinations, the random pairing machine. Oh, and wow. it's It's romantic green. That's terrible. Lexical frog? I don't even know what that means. I think it means it can talk. I don't know. Hmm. Uh... Yeah, these are. This is going to be some serious editing here. Totally. <laughs> Unique projection. It's terrible. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, enormous breeze. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. All right, enormous, <laughs> enormous breeze. breeze. <laughs> How do we know? <laughs> All right, we'll be back momentarily. All right, let's check out Ellison Wolf's enormous breeze. I'm <laughs> sorry. 
And since Ellison used my system to make that patch and I had something patched up and had to record it really quick, I figured I'd throw it in there. It's uh, I'm calling this the Dark Knight or wait, what is it? The Long Night, whatever the episode name of episode three of season eight Game of Thrones was. It's okay, but uh, enjoy it. Well, I want to thank Ellison for coming on for the second time. Uh, don't forget to go to waveformmagazine.com to subscribe. Uh, I got to see the issue in physical form uh, two days ago at uh, Modular Nights, and it looks so good. It looks like a real-life magazine. Um, I can't wait to have my own copy of it. And, uh, yeah, go subscribe. Also, check out crema cafe if you uh, need a stand for your modular setup the spike xl is the one you want trust me uh check out omi industries iliana the thing's super cool and all right devices chronoblob 2 and pittsburgh modular microvolt 3900 i will never stop talking about that and steady state fates uh stereo dipole filter 
Don't forget to check that out. And if you would like to uh, help support the show, go check out our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash modular modcast. Until next week.